Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we welcome you today to uh, a new study that we're beginning on the book of Ephesians. Uh, Paul's One of Paul's prison epistles uh, to the church at Ephesus. Um, written in around A.D. 60 or 61, I that's, think. That's the approximate time. That's the approximate time. Um, and uh, it, it is doctrinally one of, the, one of the finest epistles he's ever written uh, and uh, divinely inspired by, by God himself and dictated directly to him uh, by God. And uh, you'll see here in, in the upcoming hour that uh, this is one of the finest doctrinal works in the Bible. Um, on another note, wanted to let you know before we begin this study, um, that we are, uh, and I'm going to use the term, uh, we are spitting distance, <laughs> which means we ain't very far from, uh, having a, a workable website up and running. It will be coming soon. Uh, soon you'll be able to go to the Christian underground news and you will be able to uh, access all of our studies as we do them. And, and there will be a library where you can go back and listen uh, to previous episodes. Uh, we will also be able to take your email and comments and questions. And we will also have a weekly blog on that website. Uh, and we will also, uh, lastly, we will also be able to offer some some of our printed and, and uh, copyrighted uh, materials that Pastor has written. Uh, a friend of ours, Lucas Doremus, has written, and uh, uh, I've written a book, and we'll we'll be able to make those things available to anybody that wants those. So it's an exciting time for us, and we hope that uh, it's an exciting time for you too. We thank you for tuning in and listening today, and for being faithful to do so. Uh, so without further ado. Let's begin our study of the book of Ephesians. Pastor Chamberlain. Thank you, Kurt. Um, let, let, me just, uh, let me just tell you what a privilege it is and, and how thrilled we are um, to reach an audience that um, we couldn't have reached otherwise. Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, physically, <laughs> um, because we're, we're living in central Illinois and we can't afford an airplane ticket to New York, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, just to, to um, tell you uh, why we're so pleased today and, and privileged today is because as we look at the analytics uh, of who's listening, we've discovered that we're being heard in how many States Curtis right now it's 26. 26 of the states in the United States. That's right. And we and, have been heard. And eight foreign countries. And eight foreign countries. And it's getting to the average weekly uh, audience is um, well over 500. Uh, yes, sir. And um, our total listening is 
probably in the neighborhood of three thousand to four thousand. I'd say it's probably up over four thousand. Over four thousand. Our 000. way to five. Okay. Now we're not boasting. We're praising God. That's exactly what we're because doing. without Christ. That's right. Paul said he's nothing without Christ, and that's the way we are. We're nobodies. In fact, that's right. Almost, uh, almost a hundred percent of our listeners have never heard of us, <laughs> and uh, and that's all right. We're not doing this for fame, no, nor fortune, no. For one thing, I'm eighty years old, and I'm too old to achieve either one of those <laughs> things, even if I wanted them, and I don't. But uh, we wanted, it's a joy for us to study the precious word of God. It's a joy for he and I, for him and I, I should be uh, grammatically correct here. (laughs) I I got straight A's in English, but you'd never know it. But anyway, (laughs) and so we just wanted you to know this and and to tell you how thankful we are that you've, that you've, if you've only heard us once, and this is your second time. We, we thank you. If it's your first time, we thank you. Uh, oh, and, absolutely. And it's a thrill for us to uh, to teach the Word of God. I've been Amen. a teacher of the Word of God since I was age 27. I began, even before that, teaching the Word of God to my son and daughter as soon as they were able to understand things in complete sentences. Mm-hmm. In fact, they never shut their eyes at night but what daddy didn't give a little uh, biblical devotional. So That's they right. heard the word of God and, and Curtis, uh, my, uh, my son uh, has, uh, has taken it and he's memorized much of it. If you mention some kind of subject, he knows where to find it. And by the way, being educated is not knowing everything, uh, but it's knowing where to find it. That's correct. Now, before we get into the book of Ephesians, and I'm eager to do that, uh, I want you to know that Curtis and I uh, have, uh, we have some basic rules. Uh, We have a pretty good list of them, but I'm going to give you three of them. We never teach or preach or study, except that it's under the banner of what saith the scriptures. Yes. And then based on that, our second rule is, if God said it, stand up and speak up. That's right. And if God didn't say it, sit down and shut up. Mm -hmm. That means if we're opining, if we're giving you our opinion, you don't need to necessarily take that. Right. But if we say it from the word of God, it's so. And we, we plan to rightly divide it. And then um, the third rule is if, and I'll just use my personal pronoun, if I know anything, it's that I don't know everything, but I know who does. Right. God the Father. That's right. Who gave us his word, who determined who would write his word, dictated his word to those people, and then directed them. Mm-hmm in their writing of the word of God. And so that's how we approach this precious and holy word of God. Now, um, without further ado, and I think I've done too much ado. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but have you noticed we're having fun when we do this? It's just, <laughs> we just love it. Um, 
of uh, uh, the book of Ephesians. Curtis has already told you that uh, written by the apostle Paul, he wrote it from prison and uh, he wrote it under the divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Bible says, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Right. And we believe that that's uh, entirely so. Yes. We believe every word in the Bible came directly from the mouth of God because uh, our Lord Jesus said to Satan in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he said, it is written. And by the way, Jesus was quoting to Satan, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. And he said to Satan, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now you can argue with us, but dare you argue with the Lord Jesus Christ? Every word in this book proceeded out of the mouth of God. And if you think the, uh, the word mouth is an anthropomorphism, Maybe so, because no man has seen God at any time, but the Son of God hath declared him. If you've seen him, you've seen the Father, and Jesus had a mouth. Therefore, we believe that this word is so much divinely inspired that God spoke every word of it. Over 2,500 times in the Old Testament, you see the words, thus saith the Lord, or God said. Now, if if it can say that 2,500 times, you want to argue with that 2,500 times, uh, it's up to you. I'm not going to. Okay. So you know where we stand and, uh, and we're not, uh, we're not being boastful. Uh, we're not being arrogant. We don't want to cause any conflict. We just want to tell you that if you're listening to us, um, this is, these are the kind of people you're listening to. And so, and by the way, we're, we are, we are called, or we're called, what what some people um, sneeringly call fundamentalists. That means we believe in the fundamentals of the faith. And the psalmist David said, "If the foundations or the fundamentals be destroyed, what can the righteous do?" So we'll stick with being fundamental, Bible believing, born again uh, Christians. Yeah. Amen. Having said that, here we go. The book of Ephesians. Uh, just a few introductory notes. The book of Ephesians. It's my favorite epistle of Paul, and and I'm not, uh, and I'm sure I know why, but I'm not sure that I should value one part of the book or the Bible above others. It's just that this one speaks to me the way I think uh, better than most of them. But I love them all. All of Paul's thirteen epistles, which we include the book of Hebrews. Um, and, and, and they're written to, uh, they're written to believers, mm -hmm. uh, and that's us. And so we need to pay attention. Now, one of the reasons I like about the book of Ephesians is this, uh, it's, it's so well organized to the way, uh, I think when I study the word of God. Um, let me give you some uh, some things uh, to uh, to understand. There are two sections to the book of Ephesians. It's almost like two different letters, but it's the same letter. Now, almost all of Paul's letters end with a benediction. Mm -hmm. And the book of Ephesians has two 
benedictions. One following at the end of chapter three and one at the end of chapter six. It, it tells us that the way God has arranged this epistle is in two parts. Chapters one through three, mm-hmm. all about doctrine. Mm-hmm. Chapters four through six, all about deportment. Mm-hmm. It, the first three chapters tell us what to believe. And the last three chapters tell us how to behave. That's right. So that's how it's laid out, and that's how we're going to teach it. We're going to teach verse by verse. Uh, but I, um, I'm kind of quirky about some things. I love to... No, not you. Yes, me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pastor. Yes. Would you explain what a benediction is? Sure. It's a prayer at the end of a message. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that's right. That's yeah. right. And so... And so at the end of chapter three, there's a benediction. So that's the end of the doctrinal section of Ephesians. And there's a benediction at the end of chapter six. And that's the end of the behavioral section of the book of Ephesians. And and I love the way it's divided. Uh, As I started to say before my son interrupted me, (laughs) you know, he's too big to spank anymore. (laughs) So... um, Anyway, so I I like to do word studies, and we'll do some word studies uh, as we go along, and 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 as you read and as you listen to us, uh, and I want you to read before you listen to us, uh, and and have your Bible open so you can hold our feet to the fire on these things. But I love word studies in um, in. This book, there is a phrase, a two-word phrase that occurs uh, over eight times, and and it's it's the phrase "according to" or "according as," and the word "according" means in compliance with. And we'll see that several things that God does according to. Um, his riches and glory, according to his purpose, according to his pleasure, according to his power, according to the praise of his glory, according to the plenty of his riches. And by that list, you can see that I like to alliterate things. It makes things easier to remember, both for me and for my student. Now, one of the things that we want to do while we're teaching this is to be teaching you not only what the Word of God says and what it means, but we're trying to give you a pattern of how you may study it for yourself. Uh, a teacher uh, teaches, and we're teaching, and one of the things we'd like to teach you is how to study the Word of God for yourself, not that we're so puffed up. As I told you, we're, we're nobodies without Jesus Christ. So um, let's look at uh, chapter one, the book of Ephesians, and we'll look at the first four verses. And I'll read them. I use the King James Version of the Bible. Curtis also does. um, And we hope you do too. Uh, And so here's what the first four verses say. It says, Paul, 
an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Now that's important. Mm -hmm. uh, to the saints which are at Ephesus, that's important. He's writing to believers. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And that sentence continues, and it's a rather long sentence, um, uh, right on through verses 5 and 6. But I want you to see four things uh, in, in these first four verses. First of all, uh, I want you to see the author. Uh, the author is the Apostle Paul. Now, many of you who have already read your Bible and, and, uh, and know some things that, uh, uh, that we're going to say, I, this might be a repetitive to you, but the Apostle Paul um, uh, was a really nasty person. Before he was before he was born again. That's right. Before he was saved, he was going throughout the land looking for Christians who he could put in prison <laughs> and who would be beheaded for their faith. That's right. Now that's what kind of a man the Apostle Paul was. Mm -hmm. And one day he was on the road to Damascus and he saw a vision. And the Lord Jesus, and this is in Acts chapter nine, the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to him in a vision. And he said, Saul, Saul, and that was his name before, before they called him Paul. Why persecutest thou me? Paul answered him, who are you? Who art thou, Lord? Knowing full well who it was. Knowing full well who it was. I'm glad you interjected that. And, uh, and, uh, and Jesus told him, uh, who he was, and Paul believed on him. And he was told to go to Damascus, and he, but he was had been struck blind. Mm -hmm. And while he was there, God went to a man named Ananias, and he says, you go over there, there's, gonna, there's a guy named Paul waiting, and Ananias uh, was hesitant because he said, I know what he does, I don't I know. Yeah, yeah, and, and God said, you go to him. Lay your hands on him, and he'll receive his sight, for he is a chosen vessel. That's right. Now, why did I say, oh, and, and, to, and, and he was a chosen vessel to go to the, to, and particularly to the Gentiles? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in the book of Galatians, um, Paul clearly states that Peter was an apostle to the circumcision, and he, Paul, was, a, was an apostle to the uncircumcision or the Gentiles. Now, what is an apostle? It says here, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you there's a difference between an apostle and a disciple. Mm -hmm. A disciple is a follower mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. If you read the Gospel of John, this term is often used, and Jesus said, uh, that if you're a follower, you're a disciple. That's right. That is, the, the word disciple in the Greek is a different word entirely than the word apostle. 
The word apostle means one who is sent. The apostles in the first century AD were people who were sent. The apostle Paul was sent to the Gentiles. Apostle Peter was to the Jews. The first 13 chapters of the book of Acts is all about Peter's ministry as an apostle. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last uh, chapters from 14 on to 28 uh, are all about the apostle Paul's ministry. And so we see they were apostles and there were 12 original apostles. One of them fell from grace. He didn't lose his salvation. He was never saved. It was Judas. Judas. And Paul took Judas's place in the original 12. Now the apostles had uh, did several things. First of all, uh, they were able on the, on the day of Pentecost to speak with other tongues. That was a gift. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Uh, and by the way, uh, after the first century AD and after the last apostle died, which was the apostle John, who wrote, who penned the book of the Revelation, uh, there were no more apostles. Mm -hmm. Today, there are no apostles. There are no new writings of the scripture. Mm -hmm. There are no new or different gifts being given mm -hmm. today. That's right. Right. And so there are no more apostles. However, there are thousands upon thousands of disciples. That's what Curtis and I are. Mm -hmm. We are disciples or followers. Disciples are followers. Apostles are ones sent. Mm -hmm. And so Paul, in, in verse 1, and I'll give you just a real quick outline of these first four verses. Um, um, no, let me, no, first let me give you a basic outline of chapter 1 of the book of Ephesians. Uh, in verses uh, 1 and 2, we see the doctrine of salvation. In, uh, uh, in uh, uh, verses 3 through 14, we see the doctrine of spiritual blessings. And in, doc in um, verses 15 through 23, we see the doctrine of separation. That's a doctrine that's often abused, and misused. Yes, in legalistic churches. In yes. legalistic terms. And uh, we're not legalists. We're fundamentalists. No. And so that's how we're going to teach this. Now, the first three verses, um, we're going to give you a fairly nicely alliterated outline. First of all, the author is the Apostle Paul. Well, actually, the the author, the ultimate author, is God, and, oh, yes. and Paul is the author in the, in relation to the fact that he's a penman. That's right. Yeah. So That's we right. see. Okay. Then we see his authority. Mm -hmm. So he's the author, and we see his authority. Mm -hmm. And and he his authority was as an apostle. Thirdly, we see the audience, and the audience was believe was a group of believers who were in the city of Ephesus right and fourth and the fourth thing is the arrangement and we've already talked about how this book is arranged doctrinally practically practically mm -hmm. how to believe what to believe how to behave so you keep that in mind as we're going on now 
being a word student, there, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, it, there are eight, at least eight times uh, in the book of Ephesians where you receive this term uh, that you see uh, in these first four verses, according to or according as. Eight times. <clears throat> That's right. So when you see, a, when you're studying, when you see a word repeated mm-hmm. many times in the text, then it's an important thing to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son knew that I meant things when he was growing up when I said, do I have to tell you this again? <laughs> and more often than not, I had to. And so God does those same things with his, with his children. And so you see the words according to or according as um, uh, at least eight times. Mm-hmm. You'll see the word walk at least eight times in the book of Ephesians. We've already done a podcast on the believer's walk. All right. And then you'll see um, uh, um, the words in Christ or in him or in whom. Now, understand And when you get to these words in your Bible, you might want to shade them with a different color pen or pencil. 35 times you'll see in the book of Ephesians the words in Christ or in whom or in him, all referring to Jesus Christ. So everything that God does are the things related to, to his precious and holy son. And we've already said the words according to his purpose and according to his pleasure and, and uh, his power and his, and his praise and, and, and the plenty of his riches. And so we want you, we've repeated this couple of times and we don't want to beat a dead horse, but we want you to understand that this is how we do it. Now, first of all, um, and uh, Curtis, you prize me of the time. Uh, We're going to take a break here in about three minutes. In about three minutes. And so we're going to talk about that in chapter one, uh, the the main object is about the church of Jesus Christ. And and a matter of fact, uh, in chapter two also, uh, and and the church of Jesus Christ is called the body of Christ. It's called the building of Christ. Um, And, so, um, uh, and so I want you to understand that we believers, the people who he's writing to are the, the Christ, body of Christ uh, in whom we have eternal life, in whom we have redemption, in whom we are adopted and so forth. And we're going to go through all those things carefully. And we'll start with the second half hour uh, uh, of this. Um, you'll see the doctrine of redemption. What a precious doctrine. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, We'll see uh, in chapter two, uh, a group of 11 things which believers are or have been or will be. We'll see the doctrine of inheritance. You know that we have an inheritance. You'll see the doctrine of adoption. We were not sons of God until God adopted us. What a wonderful doctrine. And with that, I think we'll close this half hour. That sounds like a winner, Pastor. Uh, 
great introduction. Uh, so uh, you, you all have a firm idea of, of what you're going to get out of this study of Ephesians. And, and let me tell you, you don't want to miss a single episode of it. Uh, we're going to take a brief pause for the cause. Uh, and we will be right back. So tune into the second half hour. You're going to love it. This is the Christian Underground News Network signing off for a break. We'll be back shortly. Good. 